Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. We have a separate master for Bert and I to share when we're not with Garrick. And our insulator put thicker insulation in the walls, like sound barrier insulation. <laughs> Because my room is right above there, or Bert will be up there as well when we take turns, so hopefully nothing is heard. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Seeking Sister Wife Edition. Ugh, what an episode, you guys. Usually there's like a flop storyline. Well, okay, there is. It's with Guy Liner, but we already knew that, right? Like, at this point, it's a given. He's giving us absolutely nothing, and we can make peace with that. But everybody else, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So let's get into Guy Liner. We saw upwards of a minute and 15 seconds of them, so let's just knock this out of the park. We start off with them. It's their first morning together. Ariel is the one to tell us that they had sex. I was relieved at first because I thought maybe this would have calmed Guy Liner down into, I don't know, acting like a normal person and not a <clears throat> desperate loser. But then he went on screen to say they had intimacy. And then he started to giggle, so I guess I was wrong. They decide to go out on a boat. Not a thing happened except for Ariel's hair was flapping into Guy Liner's mouth. And I think they started talking about how much of a connection they have again. But first of all, we've heard this conversation like 18 times in the two episodes that they've been in. And also, Guy Liner had a shirt off. And I don't recall seeing it his chest before, but I feel like I would have remembered that he had a gigantic star in the middle of his chest, right betwixt each titty. And inside that star was a spiral that really 
maybe we should have thought about this guy liner because it very, um, very closely resembled a swastika. Okay. Um, maybe we would have considered adding another tentacle to it. So there weren't four and maybe making him a little bit more wavy because really at first glance skyliner, it looks like you have a swastika in the middle of your chest. <laughs> and I knew that he didn't, which is why I looked harder, but it was like, girl, you, somebody should have talked you through that. Anyway, Guyliner says in a confessional that it feels good to be with Ariel and even the silences feel good. And then they make them run out onto the beach or whatever, like into the water. And Guyliner prances like, do you guys remember that lady? She was like a, you know, you know, a retirement age woman, very thin, very fit, fit as a fiddle, if you will. And her main method of exercise was like prancer, size. that's what she called it. She used to do a thing called size, And that's exactly what Guy Liner looked like he was doing, just prancercising himself right into the waters of the Philippines. And I loved it. I really did. He, I should have taken him for the prancing type. And that was on me for not catching that earlier. Um, really, I mean, Ariel's like really into this. She says that at first she was kind of doing this like guard your heart kind of thing. I'm just gonna, you know, keep my walls up because we only have a few days together. But now she's like down bad for real. She's ready to commit to this relationship and is like in it for the long haul. She's really into him. I don't know what it is that she sees, but good for him. I'm glad this is working because he really was very concerned about it. At one point, Guyliner tries to lift Ariel up while they're in the water, and he can't do it. And she's a tiny girl. Can't be but more than a size two. And I noticed that his arms were shaking, the poor thing. I mean, I guess not, because Ariel's like, you know what? I love my girl no matter what. And uh, she says that she really likes He looks like a nerd, frankly. <laughs> So good. That really works out well for him. Do we think that he, Never mind. I don't want to know. Um, so they go to lunch and, um, Guyliner asks Ariel how she would feel about, you know, like, how do you feel about being in a poly relationship? A question again, that maybe we could have asked before you flew halfway across the world to see me. (laughs) Basic questions. What are these people talking about? If they're not talking about like, Hey, are you okay with being in a poly relationship, marriage, move in with my kids and my other wife? Why are you just now? Okay, never mind. Maybe, maybe there's something I'm not getting. Maybe, (laughs) maybe there's something that's not clicking with me, but he asks if she's okay with being in a poly relationship. And she's like, you know, I've been thinking about this since the moment we started to like start talking to each other and I don't know. It's like not something I've ever done, but I feel really strengthened in my relationship with not only you, but squeaky. And I think that's really like the faith of our relationships individually is what's like keeping me going. So, so far so good with them. I think he's planning on proposing. (laughs) I don't know what's happening in this relationship, but we're here. We're, we're here. Okay. Um, let's move on to Joel and large wife. Ooh, I feel like we're on phase three of um, the back to monogamy plan that Large Wife has going on. We'll talk about it in a second. So 
they're as of last week back in their new house so they're gonna be moving back um so they start off by walking this episode around the property they're with large wives uh parents because they're gonna be moving in they've got like a little apartment situation um I thought it was going to be on the property, but it's actually within the house, which is going to be great. Like, had they considered um, the fact that there's about to be, like, another wife and more babies and maybe an additional wife and her babies in the house? <laughs> had they considered that before they moved? Ooh, something, something to think about, girl. I mean, I know this place was free, but something to think about. No such thing as a free lunch, you know? No such thing. No such thing. Anyway, they're walking around the property and, um, I, you know, I have to admit my faults. I feel like I did not catch up on this or catch on to this, uh, initially large wife was talking. I don't even know about what doesn't matter, but under her name, it said that she's 32. That woman's been 32 this whole time. Okay, so my other thing to that is that I had to look up how old Garrick was. And it said on Google, 38. But, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. Didn't she say that they started dating when she was in high school? Um, so I'm, what, six years, right? You, Garrick, you were 24 when you started dating this girl in high school? And that's if you started dating her her senior year. And that's if she turned 18 her senior year of high school. Ooh. Okay, things are really becoming a lot more clear for me. And I don't know why I didn't pick up on this earlier. Did I? Surely I did not pick up on this. I, I'm getting things a lot more now. A lot more. Anyway, um... <clears throat> Okay, so the room, the the house rather, has been designed for the polygamous fantasy that they have going on in at least one of their heads, right? Um, it is going to have, like I said, an apartment for her parents. It's going to have seven bedrooms for Bert, maybe an additional wife, any future kids that are going to be coming along and we also learned that there were also going to be some other features of the house like a thousand square foot garage where they can do homeschooling which is just like why not just make a room why is it also the garage if the kids are gonna have to be there learning with the paint fumes and the gas like did we think about this why didn't we just build another never mind um so <clears throat> another feature right on top of each other these Rooms are going to be one on top of each other. I'm just, you know, let's just keep in mind that Joel Osteen, they're building this house with his construction company. So really, they could have done whatever the hell they wanted. And they decided to have uh, Bert and large wife share a bedroom that is going to be directly underneath Garrick's own bedroom that he gets... To share with whichever wife happens to be on the rotation that evening. Oh, first of all, Jill, you're sick, okay? You're a sick bitch. Why would you, 
why would you intentionally put you guys have seven bedrooms this huge house and you chose to put your bedroom your little fuck pad right above where the other wives are going to be all alone sleeping or trying to you little ew and also you're telling me that large wife and Bert have to do like literal Bert and Ernie sharing a bed with each other. And this, oh my God, large wife says in a confessional, you guys, that the reason why Garrick gets his own room is because they want to honor the fact that he's the leader of the home and the king of the castle. I mean, could you just puke? Could you just die right now? Yuck. So then large wife shows her parents around the house and she shows them a room that they're planning on being the nursery for Bert's first child. And she tells them that in the best case scenario, Bert comes to America soon. She gets knocked up pretty quickly. They also start dating a third wife while I guess she's gestating. And then large wife does not end up pregnant. And then she starts to laugh about not being pregnant. And then large wife says that there are like pros and cons of having Bert have a kid so quickly after moving to America. And she says that the pro is that maybe Bert will be so distracted by the baby that she won't think about how homesick she is about leaving her sick mother in Brazil by herself. And then also she thinks that the bad part could be the fact that they're, I don't know, going to be adjusting to being a new family and her being the new wife and then also having the new kid all at once and how maybe the other kids might react to that because I feel like they've only met Bert once, I think. (laughs) And also the fact that they're all going to be moving into a house with her parents. That might be a con. Maybe that should be something that we think about before we bring a child into it. And also the fact that, like, let, not for nothing, Roberta does not speak English well enough for her to be navigating all of the huge life changes that are about to be happening in her life. Like, this is going to be very overwhelming for her. Like, can she move in before this man nuts inside of her? Can we get, like, three weeks before that happens? At least. Oh, my God. Like, do you guys ever think about how 90, on 90 Day Fiance, oftentimes the, you know, non-American who's here when they have to have a big conversation with their, you know, clearly uh, shouldn't be paired with a partner, they often bring in a translator because they're dealing with an emotional conversation that they're like not equipped enough with the language to be able to express themselves. And it always makes me so sad because it's like, damn, you've really been trapped in this situation. Um, You know, like not being able to truly express how you feel about things in a way that your partner understands and that sucks <laughs> that like really fucking sucks these can anybody <clears throat> i will give you 30 seconds of my time and just write down you tell me your situation and i'll just write down the first five questions that come to my mind 30 seconds and i feel like it'll be a life-changing situation for everybody involved and for the low low fee of five thousand dollars i can change your whole world and save you a lot of trouble. All right. Just think about it. I'm pitching to TLC right now a whole other 90 day spinoff featuring myself as host and therapist. 90 day, are you okay? Where you just tell me your situation and I'm like, oh, are you okay? Have you thought about this, that, and the third? And then if they decide to still go on to it, then they can go to whatever 90 day spinoff they, um, you know, is appropriate for their situation. 
Brilliant idea. Fortunately, Large Wife's mom is the only person who seems to have some sense about her and, you know, asks the real questions like, don't you think this might be a lot of growing pains really quickly? And, you know, don't you think that that all of this new situation might present its own complications? Have we considered that? And the dad is like, well, aren't you enthusiastic? And it's like, well, she's asking the real questions, whatever your name is. She really is. Anyway, um, large wife says that she, I just reiterating that she doesn't want to have any future kids and that in terms of her relationship with any kids that are brought into the family, she just wants to be like an aunt. Like she'll help with the discipline and stuff like that, but she really more wants to be kind of hands off little chill. A cool mom, if you will. Um, Large wife's mom also told on them, she's like, you know, I'm just thinking about this because I remember how much of a transition it was for you two when you guys first got together. So, you know, I'm just wondering if you guys had considered that that might happen again. Because I remember. (laughs) And Bert's not in high school, so that might help. (laughs) That might help with the maturity factor. I don't know. Garrick has not been speaking at all at this point until he decides to turn to Large Wife's father and ask him if he is looking for another wife and if maybe he would be interested in marrying Bert's mom. Ew. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What have you been thinking about this whole time while they're having this conversation? (laughs) Weirdo. He's so weird. Ugh, God. So then we get to the point where they're trying to get a hold of Bert. And... They're talking about how, you know, communication with Bert has been, like, very different, very um, few and far between compared to what they're used to. And they're basically in the dark about what the hell is going on with her. Um, She's been having issues with, like, helping her mom nurse her back to health. But, like, other than that, she's been kind of dilly-dallying, dawdling, if you will, about actually getting her visa and packing up to move to America. They haven't been speaking to her. So the way they're acting very like blase about the whole situation. Well, large wife is, um, Joel's still trying to lean on the power of prayer and just like whimpering to himself quietly. But large wife, this is where I'm thinking phase three is coming in, right? Because she's really now, like now that we've got Leah out of the way, um, she's really, got her own blessing 
in the form of Bert, like, dragging her feet about coming to America. But I think it's very funny that she, like, y'all know that you can't get a hold of Bert, okay? So why are we calling her? Why are we trying to FaceTime um, Sweet Sister as is uh, Bert? is saved in um large wife's phone as sweet sister um why are we trying to facetime sweet sister when you know she's not going to answer the phone because this is why she's manipulative and i love it and i i mean no harm like i'm personally loving this she's like well gosh i i guess she's not going to answer the phone i guess bird's not going to answer the phone that's really sad and then she puts her hand on um joel osteen's tiny little thigh and she's like are you okay I know this has been really hard that she hasn't, that we haven't been able to talk to her as much as we used to. I know that's been really hard on you. And then, you know, he can do nothing but like look down at his cowboy boots and talk about like, well, I guess all we can do is pray. That's all we can do. Let's just pray right now. Girl, <laughs> we see each other. So Joel keeps talking about how like God is going to be comforting through them comforting them through all of this and large wife is just like well i just feel like things are really out of our control and i can really sense how sad you're feeling right now and i guess there's nothing we can do about that but keep trying to call her but i don't think she's gonna answer but that's really out of our control oh are you crying oh <laughs> Then she lays it on even thicker about how, you know, it's been so many years in the making and they've been praying about this for so long and they're ready to move forward. But, you know, she starts to talk about Bert coming to the house and gets emotional herself. And she's like, I just, I wonder if it's really going to happen. It would be a real shame if it didn't. Oh, no. Anyway, let's move on to, oh God, I guess we'll do Slick Nick. Yeah, we had a lot to talk about with Mr. Peanut and the other two. Um, so, you know, they're still on their vacation and uh, things are going well at the Airbnb. Nick had his first night with Jennifer. He says that they stayed up really late I don't know why he felt the need to tell us that but the next night he's going to be sleeping with Danielle of course Nick is making salmon more on that later well I'll just tell you guys now because I know a lot of you guys that listen to me are not black but just so you know um it is a running joke within a lot of the community that like when people want to uh go into Instagram chefery we'll say if you want to start to make an LLC to grow your business as a chef on the internet their repertoire their menu is really just relegated to like um salmon more salmon stuffed salmon cream cheese stuffed salmon salmon pinwheels <laughs> like it's salmon boots or some sort of like hennessy based uh chicken and waffle okay so that's why this is so funny to me just so you guys know i'm gonna uh give you a peek behind the curtain of the culture it, how, how like basic this is the equivalent of um somebody showing up with like a pumpkin spice cider in the fall it's it's giving that extremely basic behavior. So, of course, he's making salmon. Slick Nick is making salmon for his girls. 
Wilson Phillips is great. Um, a lot of Omegas for their tour that they're going to be going out on. But um, so he is going to be sleeping with Danielle. As he's making the salmon on the grill, he decides to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Because again, much like literally everybody else, they're everybody else on the show they have not had uh their conversations about very basic but huge aspects of the relationship dynamic that this person's about to dive into so nick decides to ask danielle in this moment how she feels about you know the structure of the relationship that he's looking for and he's like you know i just want to make sure that you don't have any unexpected uh, you know unreal expectations about the future in terms of us getting married because their deal is that the women get married take nick's name and then he his hands get to be clean and at least in this regard legally <laughs> it so as to you know not create a hierarchy with the women okay so he asked danielle basically how would you feel about us bringing in another woman and you marrying her so now she we're like entering into like multi-level marketing territory like you've got to bring somebody in you have to have a downline and marry them you guys both change your name to my name and then i'm still you know top of the heap right Danielle's doing her usual furrowed brow, nodding. Yes, I'm taking in what you're saying. I hear you. So when he asked her the question, we get a lot of silence. And then I'm like, wow, I'm really hating how quiet it's been. And then I regretted that because what we got was just Danielle repeating literally the same answer. I stopped counting after four. But basically what she said is that she has no problem marrying a woman. But what she is confused about is she thought that there was a chance in hell that she would be, be able to marry Nick even though <laughs> baby there are already two ladies already in this situation and they didn't so I'm not sure why you thought you would be any different Danielle also says over and over and over that she cannot imagine bringing somebody else into this dynamic and it functioning the same way like she just can't picture that which is fair because you've been here about 45 seconds. So yeah, I mean, I can't imagine you're, you don't know, even know what it's like now. <laughs> you're the new dynamic girl. Like you don't know how any of this works. You've been in an Airbnb with these people for 18 hours. This is not real life. At this point, the rest of Wilson Phillips decide to walk out. And Danielle asks a million dollar question for me, which is, you know, how did you guys feel about marrying each other? And Jennifer decides to take the wheel on this. And she says, basically, it was a way to solidify their relationship and to be united with each other. Okay. I just feel like... Did it, <laughs> Once you get married, doesn't matter if you just openly admit that there was no romantic reason for you guys to get married. <laughs> I don't know. This just feels very illegal. And as a former good kid, I, I just feel like we're talking a lot and I would just keep quiet personally. They try to go into this like freedom and whatever a speech about how one day they hope the laws will change so that they can all marry each other and you know they don't have to go around and do whatever the hell this is that they're doing and okay cool 
whatever. <laughs> I don't really have an opinion about, it. like, if you guys want to marry each other, then, like, get married. Like, what do I care if somebody has multiple wives? I mean, I know that, like, you know, as somebody who just watched that Warren Jeffs documentary, I know that people, there are people who will take advantage of it. But, like, you guys already are. <laughs> so what what does it matter just like if they want to do it then fine like i understand people can abuse situations but like technically like i said they already are abusing it so what do i care yeah i think it should be clear that like i'm not really morally opposed to this i just think the entertainment for me is that like these people are stupid like you guys shouldn't be doing this but probably there are a couple people that can make it work but, like, not anybody that I've seen on this television. Maybe the Winders? Maybe. After that, everybody changes into their bathing suits. And, you know, I don't like to intentionally stereotype and generalize people. But I'm going to give myself a pass when I say that um, what I've noticed about people who engage in uh, poly relationships are they love a hot tub. Okay? They do. And I don't feel badly about saying that, okay? <laughs> and I'd like to know why. I'd like to know why it is. Um, no judgments. I just want the answer. But they get out of the hot tub. Fortunately, this is actually a space that's able to hold all of them. And they're just, like, having a good time drinking whatever bottle of mixed Moscato they happen to get this evening and Nick is basically just bopping around <laughs> just bopping around that hot tub grabbing whatever whatever titty or um ankle that he can to to make out with and we have to watch this whole thing of him just going around the world just grabbing whoever and they're talking about how good Nick is about gosh what did Jennifer say she put it in such a weird way Oh, I remember. Jennifer says that Nick is really good about helicoptering his love so that the ladies all feel um, like he's paying enough attention to them. Like he's really good about making sure they all get the affection that they need. And they also talk about how it's good for Danielle to be on this vacation so that she can see how it's been working for them so far. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Nick is basically just trying to smash and he's like, you know, I just really want to get down to the business. And by that, I mean, I want to talk about whether or not you guys have had a private conversation about how you guys are going to work out the sex because it doesn't matter to me. I, you know, just let me know what the, the rules are. Like, first of all, like I said, you guys have been in this house for 18 hours. When has there been all of this time for y'all to be, for these three to be having a, a secret commune? without you hearing about how they're going to work the sex out. And also like, bro, what? Why are we even talking about this right now? Can I just enjoy my hot tub? Then Slick Nick asks Danielle if she is going to be like, okay with the fact that maybe sometimes during the middle of the night, he might slip out of the bed and slip into somebody else or you know if she's gonna be okay with that and she just stares down at him and then she's like well I might be jealous if or I might like feel some type of way if you wake me up so she makes a joke about it but in a confessional she says like dead ass she might be jealous and this is something that she's really gonna have to think about and if she wakes up one night and sees that Nick's not there she might be wondering why he left so Nick says you know it's just about making sure he's really, this is why I call him Slick Nick. He's so good at like turning things around into like what's good for the family because he tells uh, Danielle that you got to think about what's good for your sister wife, just as much as you think about what's good for yourself in the same quality. Like you want the same quality of love for your sister wife that you do for your own self. And April chimes in and says, but you also need to keep in mind that like what another woman might want or what another sister wife might want is going to be different from what you want. So then April and Jennifer decide to give Nick and Danielle some one-on-one time in the hot tub, but not before Nick says a lengthy Close up goodbye to April's uh, right buttock, which I don't really know why we needed to see the whole thing. And then speaking of seeing the whole thing, uh, we discover that Danielle's wearing a uh, one piece, but it's got like a thong in the back, which honestly, like her butt didn't look that bad. I just didn't. There's something about seeing a woman ass up in a hot tub. You know, it's it's um, spring break in Panama City vibes. And I just, like, I've seen enough. I just don't need to see it. Like, no judgment. I just don't need to see it on television. That's all. That's all. And with that, let's move on to our final family. Mr. Peanut, Taryn, India, and who else might be rolling through at this point? So he's still good with Bina. They're all fine. But they're still in the dating stages. They're still in the very early stages. So make no mistake, Mr. Peanut is still out here hoeing and showing and is dating somebody else by the name of Janae, another woman that has come out of the woodwork for whatever reason to go on a date and get flewed out by Mr. Peanut to be on television. How convenient that these women (laughs) happen to be coming into his life as soon as he is on a television show that's very strange, don't you think? So the deal with Janae is that he knew her. Now, you might have to take out a pencil and write this down and a pad of paper. So he had broken up with Taryn at this point, his wife. They had divorced because she found out that he was cheating on anybody he could get his tiny little hands on, right? 
So they're broken up. He's not yet with India. So he's like in a true, actually single stage. He meets Janae. They hit it off, but they don't end up going on a date because she ends up uh, moving to Atlanta. And that was that. So he ends up meeting India and the rest is history. So Mr. Peanut says that the idea of actually bringing India into the, excuse me, to bring too many names now, of bringing Janae into the family came when he was having a conversation on his date with Bina about expanding the family and what that could look like. So he's thinking of like, who could possibly be a good choice, a good candidate. And Janae was the first woman who came to mind because she's a hard worker. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but Peanut's trying to frame this whole situation as like, oh, I know her. So it's easier to bring people into the situation that one of us already knows. But India says that she knows about Janae and she feels like for Mr. Peanut, Janae is kind of the one that got away. And so already India is jealous again. And then at this point, Mr. Peanut decides to tell us <laughs> that if the stakes are not high enough, Janae has no idea that he's in a poly relationship, like none. <laughs> she knew about the fact that he had broken up with his wife, Taryn, but she also does not know that they got back together. And she also doesn't know anything about India. And also you guys, she lives in Atlanta. So she is being flown out with no knowledge of what the hell is really going on. She's thinking that she's going on a date with a whole single man and not a man who's married and engaged and looking and dating and also keeping his options open. And you're the fourth one down that list, ma'am. This man, he's so manipulative. And so I've been, we all have, frankly, been asking this question of like, how is it that Mr. Peanut has been able to uh, wrangle these attractive, seemingly smart, well put together, elegant women and Bina? Um, he's a master manipulator. That's how. So, like, we're all on the same page that it makes no sense for him to be doing this, right? Like, <laughs> none. Taryn and India, however, don't seem to have any reaction and seem to think that this is, like, a perfectly reasonable thing to do to somebody. I would be pretty annoyed, I think. <laughs> I would feel like somebody really was wasting my time. Like, that is very big information to be in a relate to two relationships. Two and a half relationships. You you could have texted me this, bro. Like, why did you... <laughs> False pre pretenses. False pretenses. Can he... Can she sue? For like... I don't know what for. I'll think about it. Mr. Peanut's explanation is that he figured that if he had told Janae over the phone and not face-to-face -face, that he would not have a shot with her. So he feels like it would be better if he presented her with this information one-on-one. -on -one. So Bina, as we remember, got posted up at the Homewood Suites, but we're going a step further with our girl Janae, getting her an Airbnb because uh, Mr. Peanut wants to be able to woo her 
<clears throat> manipulate her with his cooking. And guess what he'll be cooking, guys? Salmon. <laughs> One of the ladies asks uh, Mr. Peanut if he plans on decorating the Airbnb. And he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll put some, like, rose petals on the bed in the shape of a heart. And they're like, whoa, 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 time out. Flag on the play. Because um, we know that he went on one date with Bina, was trying to figure out when it is that he could sock it to her. And India was like, absolutely not, sir. We need to have a conversation with this. We need to talk to the kids about it. Um, we're not doing that. You're not having sex with her this quick. This is a family decision. Absolutely not. So <laughs> when she hears about him putting uh, the rose petals on the bed, she's like, why? Why would you do that? I have a problem with that absolutely not you will not be doing that this turns into peanut manipulating india in real time by being like well if you don't like uh my decoration ideas then why don't you come to the house and help me decorate <laughs> since you don't want a, a heart-shaped uh rose petals on the bed then why don't you come and do the whole thing and she's like don't turn it on around on me sir like this is no we're not doing that okay um you don't need to be decorating shit your salmon's going to speak for yourself and uh, <laughs> we'll just let that be it. So Tara and India decide for this time, you can have a curfew of three, three thirty, right? Um, Cause he was talking about how, Oh, I think we're going to be staying up all night talking. And they're like, no, you're going to be home by three thirty. And of course this brings up the fact that like, you know, peanut, wants to talk about the sex and how the sex should be organic and Taryn or excuse me, India, when we had our first date, we had sex and India's has to remind him. Yes. But you were also a single man seeking a monogamous relationship and you didn't have to have a three thirty curfew because you didn't have a family to go home to because remember your family left you because you were cheating. <laughs> so, so once again, we cannot compare. This is like an apples and oranges situation we're in, you have a family to come home to, sir. It's different. Peanut says in an interview that he feels like India is in a polygamous relationship, but trying to chase monogamy and that she's trying to hold him to standards that she shouldn't be like five foot seven. Right. Um, so now it's about how India doesn't trust Peanut, right? So Mr. Peanut starts to talk passionately about how, you know, I want to just come home to with a great story for you guys. <laughs> oh, this, this is your goal for your date? You want to come to come home? See, I can't even say it. You want to come home with a great story? That's why. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. You want to come home and tell me about the great chemistry that you had with somebody else? Thank you. How fun for me. I'll I'll warm up the kettle. We can talk about it. Then he goes on his full, you know, rhyme scheme and says, you know, just, it wasn't a rhyme. Just so you guys know, I, I am better at English than this. I, I'm going to, it's not a rhyme. I don't know why I said that, but he goes, <laughs> just because. Just because I want to talk to her until the sun goes up doesn't mean that I'm going to dick her down. Okay. Thank you, Shakespeare. So then India gives him what for again. She's like, I don't care if you're up talking to Jesus. I don't care if you're up all night talking to Jesus. You need to tell him that at three o'clock you need to wrap things up so that you can go home. So then India tells him, you want the freedom, but I'm telling you, you don't have it. 
So is there anything else you want to know? <laughs> and then he does not answer, but India tells him something that maybe he should know, which is that she doesn't want any additional wives moving in. So India says in a confessional, she does not really want anybody to move in initially because it really takes time to like cultivate the relationship, especially between and amongst the wives, right? So Taryn finally speaks up because she's like, actually, India, I agree with you, especially with regards to moving in in the beginning. I think we should not be doing that. But then India says, actually... I think maybe we should have an additional house down the street because I feel like there should be a two wife maximum in these houses and that somebody's got to move out. If somebody's moving in, then somebody else has to move out. So Mr. Peanut's now freaking out because he feels like India is triggering him because apparently back in the day when they used to fight, she used to bring up, you know, leaving and he's looking at his relationships with Taryn and India as forever things like no option of going another way. And so when she says that he finds that very triggering and scary to him. He mentioned the word triggered a, a couple times. So at this point, Mr. Peanut is truly upset. We're getting into like, we're going from honey roasted to like hot fired. Okay. And he tells India, we just want to, I want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you so you can go upstairs with me, please. And they go into the bedroom and he tells India that he's not trying to hear anything, not anything that has to do with the possibility of India moving out. And so India says in a confessional that yes, she understands why he would be up so upset about this because in the past she would threaten to move out when they were on bad terms. And she feels like in hindsight, she really was just like, those were empty threats that she was just doing to try to prove the point that if another woman was going to move in, she's going to put her foot down about it. Right. So she's just playing a card, right. Using all her cards. And I'm not mad at her for it, frankly. I'm really not. <laughs> so peanut says, he just feels really strongly about India not moving out and that he's willing to not even entertain the idea of another sister wife because of it. Like, I need you here and we'll shut this whole thing down if it if you're talking about leaving. And then he says, I want you to receive this message in the manner in which it's being delivered. <laughs> and India says, OK, <laughs> I got it. <sighs> I would literally get the ick so hard if a man said that to me. I would probably just pass out. And I don't know if you could revive me. <laughs> what a good episode, you guys. Um, I think next week we're going to have a guest. I, like I said, as much as I love talking about these episodes by myself, I think they're going to be even more fun to talk about them with guests. Um, so yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, I will have a guest next week. Maybe even the week after that. We'll see. We'll see. All right, you guys, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.